0: Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Marianne.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of when go speak and Marianne today you've got a story of events in a local
0: (laughs) you know uh, on one of the Wednesday mornings somebody said something about a church and and then you know when somebody says something brings back a memory and when somebody says something about a church I'm thinking oh yeah okay so I got a call one evening about 7.30 at night, and it was in March. And I remember because it was actually Ash Wednesday. And the lady had a very pleasant voice, and she said, I'm Sister. And I never use the nun's real name. So I'm, I am I just sort of nicknamed her Sister Mary Ultracloth just so I don't have to call her her real name. So it's just easier that way. And so I'm listening to this message and I almost dropped the phone. I had made tuna casserole for dinner that day and I made enough for Friday because it's Lent and no meat on Friday. So I was going to have leftover tuna casserole on on Friday. And I had time, and I was going to be busy all day on Thursday the next day. So I made uh, Swedish meatballs, and I was putting them away. They were all done, and I was putting them away. And the one broke, and I popped half of it in my mouth. And just about the time I swallowed it, I thought to myself, Oh, my God, it's Ash Wednesday. I just ate meat. And and now I'm getting a call from a nun. It's like, oh, my God, this can't be happening. They know. <laughs> they <Yeah>. always know. <laughs> you just know they know. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. And so I, I, I uh, and I was sure she didn't know I ate meat. But, you know, the Catholic upbringing, she probably did. Or somebody told her I did. So anyway, she continued. And I think uh, she said, I think we have a problem in our church. Lights go on by themselves and out by themselves in the sacristy. Uh, Father's vestments that he was wearing for mass, that he wears for mass. He went back there to get dressed for mass. They were rolled up in a ball in the floor of this closet. And, and Father actually thought it was the altar boys that did it because he had scolded a couple of them the day before. And so he he thought that's who did it. And, and I laughed when I heard that because I'm thinking, laughing about it now, because back then only boys were allowed to be altar boys. Now girls can be altar boys. And, and just because girls are meaner than boys, I figured if it was a girl that was an altar, boy then she probably did it but there were no altar girls back then so it was and 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 she said I went back to the church about an hour ago to get ready for the stations of the cross because it's lent and two of the stations were backwards on the wall she says and they're not light she says I don't know how somebody could have turned them over she said will you please call me now I have to tell you I've done work for almost all churches over the years. It makes no difference. Baptists, Methodists, Jehovahs. There's nobody that I have not done work for, some some religion that I haven't done work for. And, you know, and yes, I'm Catholic and I'm not afraid to say it. But I also believe, and again, it's just my way of thinking, that there's only one God, but he's just got a bunch of different names. Because why is one religion better than another? I mean, you know, give me a break. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I went in the living room after I listened to this sister's message. And I told Ted, I said, you can't believe this. I got a nun left a message for me. And I wonder if she knows I ain't need today. He just stared at me. He, he's not that into it. He said, I I think you're okay," And I said, yeah, okay." So about three or four days later, I called and talked to sister. And I asked her, first of all, who told you to call me? And she said, well, there's a couple of women in the ladies' guild that do lunches downstairs after funerals. And for the last three or four months, supplies are moved around. Nothing is missing. It's just never in the same place. And then the freezer door was left open, and we lost a bunch of food. Now one of the hot water tanks is leaking, and I have to call a plumber. And one of the ladies knew of you. You had done some work for one of their relatives, and they actually begged me to call you, especially after they heard all the footsteps upstairs in the empty church when they were down in the basement. And I asked her who the pastor was and if he knew what was going on. And I did ask, what did he think of maybe a ghost? Did you discuss it with him that this could be ghosts, you know, doing all of this? And all he said was he stared at me and he had his crabby voice and he said, sister, Do you think the Holy Ghost is bored and he's messing around in the church? Of course, in father's world, the only ghost is the Holy Ghost. None of the other ghosts exist. And it's like, okay. So I said, so I guess you didn't tell him about me or the phone call to me. She said, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I said, sister, here's the problem. I cannot come to the church without his permission. I just can't just walk into some place and start clearing it. I mean, he is head of your congregation. She said, Oh, no, 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 that's never going to work. She said, We'll just have to pray harder and maybe ask St. Michael the archangel to help. There you go, asking all the archangels to come in. It's like sometimes God helps those that help themselves, you know? So I said, if the situation changes, give me a call. About two weeks later, I got a message from one of those church ladies that had told sister to call me. She said, Mary Ann, it has gotten way more worse. I asked her what's going on. She says, you know, the purple cloth that hangs over the cross at Easter walked in this morning and it was pulled off of Jesus and it was on the floor. I said, "Okay." She said the organist got really sick and had the organ maker come in to fix it because it was making all this weird noise. It was like it was playing by itself. All of a sudden you would hear a tone come out of the organ. And he said he has no idea why air is going through the pipes and he doesn't even know how to fix it. Father is really upset, she said. I'm not being mean, but this pastor can be really moody and he gets angry really fast. I asked if there was a phone in the church kitchen and she said, yes, she was going to be there the next day for a funeral lunch. She said she would go in early right after the six o'clock mass when everybody was gone and she would call and I said, okay, So I was waiting for the call, came in about 8.15. And she said, is anybody here? And I says, well, first of all, I said, you're not alone. I says, there's a ghost there. I says, but there's also a live person there. She goes, yes, sister's here. She wanted to be here with me. And I said, okay. And I said, when... Father came over for mass this morning. All of the candles in the church were out, even the ones people light for special intentions. Sister said father was so angry about that. And apparently somebody suggested to him to get cameras in the church. But father said, no, it would be too expensive. And I started laughing. I said, you know, sister, I'm really way cheaper than cameras. And on top of all of that, I don't charge any religious group. I says, as long as it's legitimate in that church of what's happening now. I says, anybody that is a real, true church, no. And sister said, you know, I think he's really considering you coming. He did not say no this time. So two weeks before Easter, sister called and said, father said yes. He went. To six o'clock mass that morning, the lilies that were all over the altar for Easter Sunday were everywhere in the church except where they were supposed to be. They were in the middle of the pews. They were down by the front door. They were by the side doors. They were back in the vestibule. They were everywhere except where they were supposed to be. And he just got so red in the face I thought, seriously, I thought he was going to have a stroke. And she said, okay, he said you can come. You have to come after 6 o'clock mass, and you just stay in the church. When the lights go off, everybody will be gone, and you can do whatever you have to do. And for some reason, he said to her, and no cameras and no TV people. Now, why he even would think that, I have no idea but of course that's not something i did so i went out and i stayed for the i did the mass and i saw the priest look out over the pews and i guess he was trying to figure out where or who or where i was sitting but there i was surprised for six o'clock mass there were quite a few people there after mass the ladies came in they watered the lilies and any other fresh flowers and I saw father look out when he had his street clothes on, and he sort of just looked around. So now he actually looked at me, never gave me any acknowledgement, didn't bow his head, didn't give me a salute, didn't give me the finger, gave me nothing. He said nothing. It was like I didn't even exist. And I saw him, and then he left. And one of the ladies came up to me and said, They were going, and she said, we're going to turn the lights out. Just do whatever you have to do. Do not leave the building because you will not be able to get back in. Once you walk out, the door's automatically lock." So I went through the whole church, and there was an earthbound man there about 62 years old. And he told me when the church was being built, Two different construction crews worked on it. And the owner that owned the one was a church, going to be a church member here. And he was giving the church really good discounts because it was going to be his church. And he was the owner. He could do whatever he wanted. The other owner was upset because he thought he could get a whole lot more money Than he was getting but because this guy was giving it to the church he was a little upset in the rooms behind the altar there's the sanctuaries and then there's the room that has the 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 clothes and all the stuff that the priests wear the altar boys wear there's a little office back there and apparently these two men had a bad fight back in that office before the office, before the building was done. It was secure, but it was finished work that had to be done. Some painting and odds and ends stuff. It was getting ready for the grand opening in about 10 days. And these two guys got then into a really physical fight. And the one that was going to be a member fell backwards, hit his head and died. The other contractor straightened the room up because they had sort of knocked a couple things over, called 9-11 and said he had, the the guy that he was talking to had a heart attack and he died. He hit his head. And 9-11 believed him. They had no reason not to. This owner was an important person in the town. And why would they not believe him? They never even questioned it. And it didn't help that this guy had a bit of a hard problem anyway. And that just added up to four in everybody's world. And of course, when this man died, it blew open a portal. So when the church opened, you were having people come through this portal that absolutely hated any religion, not just the Catholic Church. This could have been the Baptists. This could have been anybody, the Episcopalians. It could have been anybody, but it happened to be this church. And because only one at a time comes through a portal, that's why sometimes it would be messed up in the basement. Sometimes it would be messed up in the church part. Sometimes somebody would come in that didn't like any of the priests. And any time one of these people from the portal was there, it made this priest really cranky and moody. And he didn't feel good half the time. And the man that was walking around here that was not from the portal was the man that was killed by the other contractor. And he had been trying to tell people for years he was still alive. He did not have a heart attack. He he was killed. And, of course, at this point in time, it would have been absolutely useless for anybody to say anything because nothing could be proved at this point anymore. It was just a dumb thing. And the church went on, and the priest stayed a priest there. I closed the portal and this man was really upset about the portal, about these people being in the church that he worked so hard to help build, about how it was affecting the priest and everybody else in. But the really bad thing that really made him feel bad is that the man that killed him, that contractor, his wife sold his business to that man. Talk about somebody being really angry. And this is basically it. Once the, the portal was closed, the man did go to the light, and he was fine with that. He said, at least somebody knows. And I explained to him there was really nothing that I could do about it. Um, in this area where this church was, I was not on a first-name basis with anybody in that specific police department. And I've learned you just don't call some police department and tell somebody that somebody was murdered because then you're a crackpot. So I just kept it over all these years. The church is still there. Um, It's fine. As far as I know, nobody's ever called. Sister called me about two years later. She had been transferred to another school and thought there was a problem in one of the classrooms at the school she was teaching in. So this was a whole other total different story. But she said, no, she said that priest, every the church was fine. He got to be one of the most beloved priests. He was so kind and helpful to everybody after the portal was closed.
1: So obviously that portal was giving him issues and making him a little grumpy and
0: moody and not tolerable and yeah yeah exactly right and you know and this is the way some people think a ghost can't possibly do that why would there be ghosts in here and again just because it's a church people think that can't happen because it's a church and again that's Obviously not true. I've run across bishops that were ghosts and nuns that were ghosts and priests that were ghosts. So they're human. They still have a choice like everybody else. Go to the light or not.
1: Now, inquiring minds want to know, why aren't these
0: priests and nuns and bishops and cardinals,
1: like, why aren't they going
0: in the light? Well, some of them, um, the one didn't go in because he didn't know if, the 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 priest that was going to take over his class was going to teach it right, so he was very he was he was sort of a uh, he had to be in charge all the time. Like so he's <laughs> yeah yeah. So he stayed. Uh, two of the nuns committed suicide, and so they for sure weren't going to go because you know that's the only mortal sin that God doesn't forgive or used to not forgive, and so. They didn't cross over because of that. Um, Another priest, his mother, uh, he was a a bishop. Yeah. And uh, he didn't go because his parents, both of his parents were very, very sick and they were dying at the same time. And he decided he should stay and make sure they go into the light with him. So he was going to stay. And then. And that's the story in itself, but then he was having such a good time he decided not to go to the light, so I remember human human human, everybody's a human, and whatever job you take or position you take, you still have choices.
1: now did the nuns who committed suicide like did they go
0: in the light with you Especially they did? Okay, they did because they had known by the time I ran across them that that rule had been changed by the church.
1: Okay, I was wondering or if they were
0: like, "Mm, no, we still don't trust that we're not going. Yeah, no, no. They were okay with it. They were fine. And it had happened so, so many years before that, that they were just the one was she says, I should have gone in the light. She says, I don't care if I'd gone to hell, it would have been better than not being somewhere. And the other one said, no, no, no. She says, at least we could do things. So it it was just interesting. Like I said, everybody's got their own opinion. You know,
1: yeah, because I I would think if you were one of the nuns and, you know, you grew up believing, you know, you're going to hell. And then to all of a sudden, like, here comes a directive from a human that's like, God has decreed. This is now forget, like, do you really buy into that new decree or Do you hang on to that old belief just in case?
0: And I think that is one of the main reasons why that rule was changed, because depending uh, depending on how well you were in your church, depending on how much you gave, depending on how active you were, how much you helped out, blah, blah, blah. If your relative actually committed suicide, sometimes that would be a little bit overlooked, depending on how high they were up in the church. You know what? It's again, it's human. It's people get away with whatever they can get away with.
1: True. So much. I am eye rolling over the whole.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, and it is. It's bad. Like I said, this has happened in more than one religious church. Again, not just Catholic. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just it's just amazing sometimes.
1: Well, well, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode. Um, episodes release every Wednesday morning at four a.m. You can find them anywhere podcasts are released and, and listened to. Uh, thank you everybody.
0: Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.